Molly, I'd love to, but I can't. I gotta get back to the Falcon before somebody stumbles across her. Hey, will you look at Lumpy? He's sure grown, huh? I think his voice is changing. Come on, I'm just teasing. Well, look. I gotta go. Have a nice life day, but be careful. A lot of troopers in the area. You're like family to me. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Smash you. Hey guys, you ever see that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 225 of The Sith List. It's our Thanksgiving episode. This is Arajo Press. And we have Carlos. Burguello. The man we call Crunch Crunch. <laughs> Mr. Les. What are you laughing for? Because Arajo Press is gold. I'll take it. And not Anything. only that, I'm, I'm in the grace of the master introducer here. You should start a career like uh, Michael Buffer, the Buffer Brothers. Let me tell you. So you're Steel so good that Steel Saunders has imitated you. I to know. The letter. I, you know, it's very to flattering. The letter, it's dude. Very flattering that Steel wants to buy my rhyme on the introductions, and I will. I will give it to him. I know he wants to spruce up the show a little bit. I mean, how many times are you going to have Corey's face pop up throughout a podcast or a, a video thing? So I get it. I get the introductions. And then Toro Callahan and hey, I'm on the screen a thousand times. Steel, please feel free. I mean, you gave us Nabu. I'm going to give you the introduction. So go right ahead. And, and I really flattering. I appreciate it. The man we call the king of all pods. Mr. Tom Chansky, how you doing, buddy? I'm, uh, I'm going to be on Steel's show this weekend. So I'm writing my introduction for him now. Perfect. <laughs> the man I call El Hombre, the man who plays Dead Red Redemption, like it's going out of business, Mr. Red Dead, I believe. What did I call it? Dead, Dead Red. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, always called it Dead Red. <laughs> yeah, I, I so have. it is what it is. It is. I saw a really cool Mandalorian wallpaper that was Red Dead Redemption style. Have you seen that, Mr. Ooh, Eric Strothers? That's have you seen that? Cool. Dude, I'm going to go look for it right now. Can mm-hmm. you pause the show for a minute? Yeah, it's super cool. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm great. Speaking of Red Dead Redemption, I was looking at the number of hours I've played it, and to make it seem less bad, they tell it to you in days, hours, and minutes. Well, you have to do the math. Those days are 24 hours of playing. It's not how many days have you played. It's how many hours cut into 24 days. It's a lot. It's worth it, man. That's a great game. It is. It's really good. I just actually got started playing Red Dead Online. Mm-hmm. And dude, I was at home. I took a little short break, played for like 20 minutes. And these two guys kept killing me over 
and That's over what I hate and about over. That shit. And my kids were laughing and I was like, fuck you, fuck that. I hate all you guys. <laughs> and those guys were nine years old. Each. Yes, they probably were. They were probably oh, yeah. my, my probably. kids' friends. All these kids home from school. It's crap. Oh, speaking of that. So what's going on over there? Here's the deal, man. Like, I'll just, I'll make this as fast as possible. What we're running into right now is that the hospitals are getting full. It's just, that's how it is. And this isn't like sensationalized news. My contract for higher IT guy told, has been telling me, well, my mom, she's an admin at a hospital. And she told me that they're making too big of a deal about this. And now he's like, okay, so here's the day. It looks like I was wrong. They're at hundred percent capacity. With 40% COVID patients and people still are walking around like they give zero craps. So it's probably going to get a little bit worse before it gets better. And once we get the vaccines, it's going to take, once they're coming out in phases, you're only going to have, you know, a handful of, you know, 20 million doses at first. And then once you get the shot, it's still about six weeks before it takes effect. Right. Yeah. King Tom, your uh, kid's going to be off coming back to homeschooling? they were off this, this week. We don't know about next week yet. Okay. So okay. They haven't told you yet. Helpful to know. Yeah. yeah they, gee whiz, man. <clears throat> yeah. They told me I'm going to have Malik until at least he's five at home. I thought it was four. Well, he's already get held back a year. Oh, man. I know. <laughs> Damn. So, Good Lord. That's like the couldn't walk after I got circumcised joke. Let, let me just back it up. The guy, he's getting circumcised as an adult, right? He's like, man, I'm kind of nervous about this. I don't know how bad it's going to be. And then the other guy says, dude, I don't know. I got circumcised right after I was born and I didn't walk for like a year after that. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's really good. I thought it had something to do with a big dick or something like as a... Or something like that. Yeah. We know what's on Arash's mind. (laughs) Always. (laughs) I'm always meat gazing. (laughs) Watch those eyes. Speaking of me, Gazers, Les, how are you doing, buddy? <laughs> oh, man. I'm doing fine. By the way, Les, I learned a fun fact this week, and you guys might already know this, but Reese's peanut butter cups, well, not the cups, but the Reese's peanut butter, the ones that you crunch on, Les, the ones that you ruin films with, right? You know, oh, Reese's Pieces. About. Reese's Pieces. Sure. Reese, did you guys know how Reese's Pieces was invented? No. Because M&M's went up to Steven Spielberg. Uh, actually, Steven Spielberg went up to M&M's and said, hey, we have this new movie coming out, E.T., and he's going to be eating a shit ton of M&M's on there. Is that okay with you? Would you like to sponsor this thing? And they said no. They went to Reese's. Reese's jumped on it. It made the candy that you know as Reese's Pieces. Amazing. Yeah. So. Huh. Crazy little pop culture there. That's interesting. Uh, (laughs) Interestingly enough, on top of that is peanut butter M&Ms are far superior to Reese's Pieces. They actually are. They actually are. They are. I I love the actual Reese's. I don't like Reese's Pieces as much, but I I love more of the buttercups, more of the uh, candy bars. Almond M&Ms are superior to all M&Ms. Almond? I don't think I've had those either. Fantastic. Japanese mm. Kit Kats are superior to American. Okay, Kit see, Kats. Now, now I will say that. I will say just this, just you saying that in general. I've never tried it. I'll just agree. But, they, uh, they have like uh, like a ton of flavors. Okay, they're like mint and chip. They have mint, like they have like ramen mint, they have or something. Green wow. tea, strawberry. I tell you what. I tell you what beats all of those. Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you tried it. But. Hell, hey, that booger sugar. <laughs> Woo! Oh man. By the way, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. And to all the people that are listening, happy Thanksgiving to you. And hopefully you guys are all thankful because you have your health 
and leftovers have, and leftovers and, and right. they have us and they have us yeah. we're here on the sunday of thanksgiving yeah. i'm sure you're very thankful that we're in your ear holes speaking <laughs> of thanksgiving what is everybody's go-to the buffet spread is ready to go ham, ham for sure the number with the first thing you hit ham ham, ham and stuffing okay and mashed potatoes Jesus, mm. now, now you're just making a plate. Shit, I'm hitting, I'm hitting yeah. the dressing and the mac and cheese first, and mm. then everything else goes on top of that. Everything else, just yeah, the mm. dressing and the mac and cheese first. Yeah, dude, probably stuffing first. I don't think we're having ham this year. So, but Amanda and I, we're, I think we'll make shame. it through. I think we're going to go ahead and stay together after this. But <laughs> not having ham on Thanksgiving is. I tough know that's for rough. Me. That's I know hell. that's rough. How are you, King Tom? Uh, I'm not a fan of regular thanksgiving food usually i like to do a prime rib oh uh, yeah but so I, I i would do that first second and third uh this year <laughs> though it's just gonna be my wife our kids and i so we're gonna be doing ribs and eric now on that day yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get the prime rib. I, I know you said don't fly CDC, but we are uh <laughs> hey i'll drive Ohio. and drive and yeah, i can just be me yeah yeah well i think we're ready to Get into this. Let's go eat. Let's go eat. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's give out the shenanigans. And the shenanigans are going to be, again, a little bit different. Sit back and enjoy some Christmas shenanigans right now. Hey, everyone. This is Raj from The Sith List. And I know this year has been a little rough, to say the least. But it is still that time of year. And I know you hear that music in the background. You can smell it. Star Wars in the air. The holiday season. It's time to put some smiles on some children's faces with the Beyond the Blast Doors Network's Hyper Toy Drive. All you need to do is go to beyondtheblastdoors.com and just click on the Hyper Toy Drive link. From there, there's an array of Star Wars toys you can pick from, select the toys, ship it to the Beyond the Blast Doors Toy Drive address, and it will be delivered to the collection point in New Jersey. Once the collection has ended, all the gifts you've donated will be delivered to the Toys for Tots team in central New Jersey in time to be given to the children in need. It may seem early, but all the toys need to be in the Beyond the Blast Doors collection point by December 8th to ensure that they can be delivered and distributed to Toys for Tots. We need to move quicker than the Millennium Falcon on the Kessel Run. So let's end this year on a positive note and put some smiles on some children's faces. Remember, go to beyondtheblastdoors.com for all the information. It's super easy, super quick, and have a very happy holiday season. All right, so please, again, help out. Those kids would love you and thank you for their wonderful Star Wars toys. Now, you can also go on the Synthesis.net. We do have some free content, and we have it on YouTube. We have it on our podcast. The gift uh, that keeps on giving. That's right. So please check us out and subscribe on YouTube. We are breaking down and we're doing reaction videos for The Mandalorian. They've been super fun. We're going to do another one this week. But yeah, check us out and go to Public. There's a bunch of stuff there. And uh, yeah, email us and all that great stuff. And also our Pod at Four page, podcasts like Steel Wars and Pop Culture Hour, Blue Harvest, and all the ones that we love. Check them out. Also, The Bad Motivators, let's not forget them. All right, let's get into the box office. This is a pretty weak one, guys. Freaky made $1.2 million. That's Finn Spawn's movie. It's the second week in a row. The number two movie didn't even make a million dollars. The War with Grandpa, but still holding on to the number two, $733,000. Let Him Go, $710,000. Come Play, $550,000. And the number fifth spot, King Tom, are you ready? Yep. 
The Santa Claus re-release. 461,000. <laughs> Fuck the Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. There it is. There it is. So box office pretty weak, guys. Of course, we know why. And it's going to get weaker, I would imagine. Second wave has hit. You guys watch anything at all this week? I watched Disney Plus has this. It's called Marvel 616. It's a kind of documentary series about various things related to the yeah. Marvel universe. And they had an episode come out this week about Japanese Spider-Man. It was, that it was is epic. It was interesting and entertaining. Um, okay. It it was it dealt with it was told, the guy who talked Marvel into doing it. He was a publisher who was based, an American publisher based in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it had him and a bunch of people who were involved in production. So there was, there was a lot of subtitle reading. Um, but it was, it was interesting and it, it, you know, gave the point of view of the show. The guy who made Leo Pardon, because mm-hmm. they wanted to figure toys into this and, you know, they figured robot toy would help sell it. He says that Leo Pardon was the first transforming robot. Mm. Oh, I, I beg your pardon. Oh, I don't. I don't know if that's true. But then it also claimed like to make a lot of other firsts that I don't know if if, if those claims are true necessarily. Interesting. But it, it was it was a very interesting show. Do they already have one about Miss Marvel or one? Yes. Up? Yeah. yeah. They they had one. I think that was the last one. Yeah, I heard that's really good too. I gotta definitely check that one out. So Marvel six 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 one six six one six. It's on um, yeah. it's on Disney Plus. If you just go to the Marvel section, okay, great. Disney Plus again with the Taylor Swift. Uh, oh, I was gonna talk to you about that, Eric. So I haven't been able to watch it like with my full one hundred percent attention because I've been I've had a lot of work to do. But anytime. This is one of those things, you know how I say, even if you're not super stoked on the subject matter, listening to somebody talk about something they're passionate about, a lot of times you can get something out of it. Any behind the scenes, like here's how an album got made, here's what our thought process was, that stuff is very interesting. And even if I wasn't super keen on Taylor Swift's music, uh, like watching the creative process and just the whole thing, the whole thing is great. She performs these songs from an acoustic standpoint, which I mean, this album folklore was a you know it's a folk album but dude it's great man it's really cool to get this kind of information i would love i wish that you could see this for every album that you've ever liked Mm. is the behind (laughs) the scenes of how it got made. that would be rad that's really cool and it's great that disney plus is doing that yeah good on them yeah have some musical cool stuff i've been watching the undoing on hbo and it's one episode left nicole kidman it's hugh grant and uh, donald sutherland it's got a great cast it's like a, your traditional who done it, and I have no goddamn idea who done it. Like <laughs> I, 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 and they throw you off every week. Oh, it's driving me crazy. And there's one more, so we're gonna find out this week. If you have HBO or HBO Max, check it out. It's definitely worth watching. It's suspenseful. Hugh Grant does not play the typical Hugh Grant character. Uh, I started watching American Horror Story. Oh, from the very beginning. Yeah, people love that. Cool. Thanks for the input. All right, guys, I think it's time for Kylo to jump us into some Star Wars talk. Kylo, take it away. It's time for Eric's Star Wars Report. Well, well, well. You know, the big news, as always, is the most recent episode of 
The Mandalorian. There's a couple things we'll snag after that, but that's the big one. All right. How do we want to go this? Everybody's seen it. Quick trip back to Navarro. Shenanigans. <laughs> happen what i really dug about this episode the siege you hear this and you just there's you know so many thoughts that go along with that word but what we got out of this episode was baby yoda at his absolute (laughs) cutest (laughs) and it's kind of funny that you know last week we talked about the lego star wars holiday special and where the mandalorian and the child made a brief cameo in and everybody reacted to the child the way we all did in the cartoon. It's like, oh, well, we get to see the Mandalorian assume the dad role in so many ways, including him showing up and nobody giving a crap about him. And it's like, where's the baby? <laughs> yeah, Let right. see right, the baby. Right. And uh, it felt so good and felt so real. And you see the relationship, the bond between them. But man, oh, man. Really cool stuff all the way to the end. What did everybody think of it? I thought it was fantastic. I wasn't expecting that much action after an episode that we got, the previous episode. It had a lot of tells. Carl Weathers, if that was your first time directing, you kicked ass. Well done. Uh, I thought the character development was great. I thought it was funny. Bought on. Great job. It had some great action, and I thought it would be just all action and and Carl Weathers did it great the chase was great the environments reminded me a lot of a new hope episode 4 mm, yes the interiors i loved the, the the chase with the tie fighters and seeing the troop transport in action and then i was just expecting the episode to be over when din and baby yoda took off but then we we got a nice little bit of emotion with the Cardoon character. And then at the end, the whole thing with Moff Gideon and the, and the dark troopers, it, it, I just was not expecting any of that. Um, and you're kind of, you know, we're putting together puzzle pieces of where this is going. It was said in the, um, in the audio narration version, it was said they were dark troopers. Uh, descriptive Esp- audio. Is what descriptive is. audio. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of the name of that. And then uh, Giancarlo Esposito was giving an interview and he called them dark troopers also. Mm-hmm. So we Can know you, you want to explain where the dark troopers come from for people that are not sure. The, it? Dark troopers are an EU concept and they were actually two different types of dark troopers. Mm-hmm. The more famous one are from the video game dark forces where they were these giant cyborg not cyborg, they were these giant droids. Mm-hmm. Um, enhanced battle armor, all that stuff. One of the Dark Empire series of comics had a group of elite stormtroopers who were imbued with force-powerful blood called Dark Troopers. And to me, it seems as if they're merging the two ideas here. I could be wrong, but that's what I think they're going for. That's pretty rad, man. Well, and they do specifically mention M count, which you, mm-hmm. you know, we are assuming means midichlorian. There were some interesting options <laughs> to what that could mean on uh, Twitter yeah. today that were good fun, but uh, you'll go blind. But the, mm. uh, the notion, you know, bringing that back, it like for me is a little weird just because I really like that they've reinforced the spirituality aspect of the mm. force because, you mm. know, honestly, that's sort of like the driving point of most of the force stuff that we've had. They treat it like a religion 
And, uh, but, but whatevs, I'm starting to wonder, okay, so like Moff Gideon, because one of the things that Giancarlo Esposito, if you read the interview, he tells you nothing, but lots of it. So it's like, I want to see what's going on. But he goes around in this big circle about maybe he's really trying to save the galaxy. Maybe he's altruistic. Maybe all these things. And you can interpret that several ways. Maybe he knows something and maybe he doesn't. That's who knows. You look at it from one side and nobody ever thinks they're the bad guy in all these stories. Whichever, if you, if you had the Empire, the Imperials telling you the story of the trench run and the Death Star being blown up, it would not be in like, and then these heroes came along and destroyed our Death Star. That is not what they would say, right? Right. Maybe that's what he's driving at. But I've wondered because they mention in the interview that he's got this, this chest plate that looks more and more like Darth Vader's armor, right? Well, Darth Vader's suit is there to keep him alive. Mm-hmm. And Moff Gideon mentions in the first season that the asset means more to him than you could ever know. Oh. Is there some physical thing going on with him that he he needs is, it? Is, yeah, or he'll die. He's the father of Baby Yoda. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I can't think of anything else. They have the same ears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but y- you know what's up what's the score with that and to see dr pershing king tom let me ask you this we see dr pershing on there that is the guy who was in the first season on yep. the episode the sin where mando goes and gets the baby back yes. and he says don't hurt him he's just a child it's that guy you know yeah. he's got the camino looking uniform with the patch and all that mm-hmm. here we see him in a hologram saying i won't fail you again and i wonder is has he had a change of heart is this a self-preservation move where because i got the total vibe that he was doing everything he could to actually protect yeah that's what i thought the kid mm -hmm. and uh so yeah i don't i don't know what to make of that i did like that they had the little gag about the the no guardrail yeah that was cute oh yeah slight acknowledgement of it yeah that was cool one big thing for me, I realize I've like told everybody to talk and then I've completely no, railroaded right. this. No, okay. The visuals in this and especially the fast moving action stuff was top, top shelf. Oh my gosh. It's the fact that this is a TV show and that's what kept popping in my mind when we were rewatching it. It's like, this is a TV show. Holy crap. Look at this stuff like the tie fighters chasing them the speeder bikes everything looked great and you know in past episodes the speeder bike is movement has been one of those things where it's like "Eh, i'm not 100 percent sold on this but i wonder if it's you know it's not sun-baked sand it's everything's Mm -hmm. a little darker and i do think that helped but man they're everything in it looked realistic as can be yeah everything beautiful beautifully done and i i've said before that sometimes i think it's better than some of the films that we've, you know, the new films that we've seen, yeah. which is crazy to think that a TV show is caught up completely to the movies. Yeah, no, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't prepared for, I guess, you know, you do understand that it's in the same universe, but it almost feels that it's a separate story. So I wasn't anticipating a few tie-ins, some information, you know, especially at the end and, you mm. know, midway through and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's always nice to have those moments where you're like, oh, what the fuck? You have to pause it and you're mm-hmm. like, what? Those yeah. those moments are always very entertaining. Yeah, no, the action was very good. I just, I, I yeah, no, it, I just thought it was a really cool episode. Yeah, Carl Weathers kicked ass and it makes it easier going back 
to Navarro, going back to Tatooine when they're entertaining episodes. Mm-hmm. Because when they're not and you go back, you're like, oh. You think mm-hmm. it's redundant. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, I, although I understand it's very hard, very expensive. It takes a lot of time to build new worlds and create new places. Evidently, it doesn't in this damn dome. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the hell they want. Yeah, you know, just throw this up there. But <laughs> yeah. that over there, we're in space, not anymore. I know, it's yeah. crazy. So yeah, but it does help when it's you know an awesome episode. You're like, oh, okay, I'm okay with that. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, you, you should have seen Les and I's reaction when the dark troopers came out. We're like, wait, wait, wait. what the fuck are those? I know. What the fuck <laughs> are those? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck are those? <laughs> we freak out on the reaction video. It's pretty funny. We have we seen were. everything from the trailer and promo yes, spot? That's it. Yes, that's yep. it. We've seen everything, which yeah. is so cool. How many more episodes left? Three. Three. And we haven't seen anything else. Oh, it's great. Les, what did you think about the episode? We didn't get your breakdown. It was actually really exciting. It was cool. What was the one thing we took away? The guy saying, hit me on the line. Hit me up. Yeah, hit me up. He when literally you guys, hit me said, on the line when you guys are done. The next and I'll parts, come back and scoop. He literally said, hit me up when you're done. <laughs> like any of us would do. Like when you're dropping your mom like just, off at the grocery just, store. Just basic mom, hit slang. me up. I'll come get you. Yeah, hit me, yeah. Hit me up in a few. And it was like, okay. Basically, the, the car chase. Basically, French the connection. space chase. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, but what I was thinking is at some point the store, the troopers are like Keystone cops because they were starting to stumble over each other and <laughs> they, just getting killed. They killed just, each other instantly. They like they got fell off. on yeah. one would fall down and the next yeah. they'd like blow them all up or shoot them up real quick. Dude, these guys are just dying. <laughs> Dude, this is not cool. It just opens up so many different things. You see that clone, that experiment or that specimen in that tank, and you're like. Instantly start thinking about Snoke mm-hmm. and Palpatine mm-hmm. and any mm-hmm. other experiments, but you instantly start thinking about that. It just like pulls these, it was just pulling all these triggers and setting up the biggest one that we're going to see hopefully this season. Yeah. Snoke's theme. You can hear it in the, in the background when they actually see the the thing inside the tank. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Now, do you guys think that Palpatine has been produced already and he's puppeting Moff? Gideon or has Snoke already been as any of that? What are you thinking, Tom? You're shaking your head. I I don't think uh, for as as ruthless as 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 he is, I don't think Gideon got the invite to the uh, unknown regions. I think okay. he's he's freelancing doing this all on his own. Okay, okay. Because and part of it, I I think I said this on Blue Harvest, so my apologies if this is repeating it for anyone. If this were that type of operation involving. Snoke or Palpatine, they would not let people know about it and live. Oh, good call on that one. Good call. Yeah, they were just freely doing their shit inside of the mountain. Right. That's a good call on that one. I did think it was <sighs> cute getting to see the Mando drink out of the, the broth with mm-hmm. his, you know, just lifting mm-hmm. the helmet up. It yeah. really answers some questions because seriously, everybody's been wanting to know. That was Pedro Pascal's chin. I saw it. <laughs> did you recognize it? I did. Yeah. I assumed you would. Do we know what Baby Yoda learned that day in school? Steal. <laughs> Take some cookies. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a doucher kid, by the way. Yeah, it wouldn't what fuck a doucher share. kid. Give yeah. the fucking cookie to the kid, the little boy. The little well, man, little... when you find out how much those cookies cost from William Sonoma, Jesus, maybe you can't yeah. blame him. Yeah, Still. so William you Sonoma. You will absolutely not share with anyone. I'm not feeding you in the whole damn neighborhood. Oh. This is for <laughs> you and you only. I Worth? see. <laughs> Weren't they talking about trade routes? Yes, they were. 
too. And it, oh, that is actually something interesting that oh, because were. I always That's watch right. stuff with the closed captions on. You get to hear so the I. droid trails off, but and you can't really hear very well what it's saying because it's not the the focused dialogue, but it's breaking down all the areas of the galaxy <clears throat> from the uh, unknown reaches to and then the the expansion region all the way into the core mm-hmm. and the deep core they refer to it as and it's like oh i meant to go through and watch that again and write all of the all of the things down just to, to see what they were that's kind of interesting and it's funny too because they the droids pointing at this thing that i think we're supposed to assume is a like a hologram screen, but when they show up from the back, it's plainly a painted piece of, of <laughs> acrylic. Right. But, you know, hey, what else, man? Maybe that's so important, that little map from that angle that they were willing to paint it on acrylic in, in Universe 2. But anyway, it's definitely some good stuff. You know, we're all expecting that we're going to see Ahsoka Tano the, this coming week. So by the time you guys hear this episode, we'll have already seen her if all predictions go as planned but you know feloni is directing or at least wrote the next episode that's the deal yeah but, and the title leaked out allegedly yes. allegedly again yeah that's allegedly that's, that would be so crazy i was i don't know who i was talking to i think it was king tom before this and i said oh, that would really be interesting it had nothing to do with what the title was or ahsoka tano and it's just a regular episode people be so upset because people are so ready for it right now oh my gosh yeah oh man but uh, we have an email uh, regarding this episode and it's from avery hey guys hope you all doing well considering covid's second wave as always your show is a great escape from 2020 dumpster fire well thank you because i thought we were part of the dumpster fire no watching this episode of mando one of grief's comments made me think of something when Mando mentions he had a run-in with the New Republic, Reeves says, if the Empire couldn't tame the Adarim, what makes them think they can? What do you guys speculate happened between Mando and the Force Awakens that caused the New Republic to fail in detecting the First Order in the Outer Rim? Is just politics that rendered the New Republic powerless? Or is it the Outer Rim that just the perfect place for the sizable military force to hide? You'd think after all these years, central governments would pay more attention to stuff happening out there. Thoughts? You guys rock per usual. Have a safe Thanksgiving and banter on Avery, creator of the host of the Battles and Banter podcast. Guys, check that podcast out. Also, P.S. Not even rescuing cute space ferrets or kick-ass driving or Alderaan sob stories can fix Gina Carano's appeal to me. Well, there you go, Avery. Um, okay, so am I getting something wrong here? The timeline it's, is not between The Force Awakens and... I think the... the- his the answers to what he's asking can be found in the book Bloodline. The first yeah. order wasn't in the expansion region or the western reaches. The first order was building itself up in the unknown region. This pretty much impassable. There's like a barrier between the regular galaxy and the unknown regions. We we see Kylo and then later Ray and the Rebel. Resistance fleet go through it in the Rise of Skywalker, but it's near impossible to get through unless you know where you're going. Mm-hmm. There are civilizations and planets out there. The Empire, the remnant of the Empire, met up with forces that Palpatine had stashed out there to form the First Order. And that was in Bloodline. Well, we, f- we find out that they've been hiding out there. Right. Somehow in the 
Bloodline takes place six years before The Force Awakens, so 29 years after Return of the Jedi. People in the government of the New Republic find out that the First Order is still out there. They are they are Imperial sympathizers, so they are are already very pro First Order. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that they the First Order is behind these groups of terrorists that are going to to cause problems. And then the first, because the New Republic is seen as weak, they don't have an army. The the New Republic government itself is divided where some people want a strong central government like the empire others want you know planets to control their own destinies so these the first order is going to you know pay these terrorist groups to cause some ruckus and then the first order is going to come in clean it all up and clean it all up and these senators that are sympathetic to the first order are going to allow them who have only then 30 years after Return of the Jedi, so long after the Mandalorian, only then are they going to make their presence known. But Leia finds out about the First Order because she finds out about some of these corrupt senators. Right, right. So, And, the, the, and then she starts the, the resistance right there. Right. I think the question is, Avery's question is confusing the First Order with these remnants of the Empire. Yes, yeah, gotcha. Um, and that's the, the, the Rise of Skywalker novelization tells us that Yes, there were imperial people during the age of the empire who were taken to build the first order, but then there were even some of those people who were poached to start the final order. Right. So that you know, it's like a double secret club of sheeps. Basically, can you, Tom, can you repeat all that? I didn't get it. Space politics. I, I love King listening. Tom. I love listening, King Tom. I love talk talking about it, but it's like I know I love listening to you talk Star Wars. I love space politics. Another thing too to think about. So the in the timeline we're talking about right now, whenever they you know grief, Karga is giving the guy some grief. Pardon the <laughs> pardon the pun. But I wasn't intending to make that joke. It just happens to work out. But because what he's talking about is with the empire being unable to really like he said tame this area what makes you think that the new republic's going to have the chance to do it it's so close to the events of the destroying the second death star and all those things that given what the new republic is made up of which was the rebellion and their friends, it's a tall order to be able to take all this over that fast and have a working mechanical government that's going to be able to handle all this. Because you ever think about how in The Empire Strikes Back, when the rebels are leaving Hoth, somehow the only way they can leave this planet is directly (laughs) toward those Star Destroyers instead of anywhere else on that sphere-shaped planet that they, well, why don't you just leave on the other side and go? I thought it was flat. Yeah, well, apparently it is. But but think about that. That's the amount of space we're talking about across this entire galaxy. You take that same gag and think about it. But they're still kind of ragtag. Even though they're trying not to be, they are. That's why you can have like this lawless land. It's basically like the Old West. Yeah. And, and Eric reminded me of something uh and i believe this comes from the aftermath books which take place before the mandalorian no because aftermath is battle of jakku so it sometime after the battle of jakku mm-hmm. mon mothma wants to 
totally bring down the, the, the numbers or the strength of the military. She does not want a strong central military, mm-hmm. which I think is one of her few failings because if you look at things, you know, there's a there's remnants of the empire, there are pirates and various systems that that want to take over other systems. So I think that does contribute to the fact that the New Republic doesn't have a strong central military to not that it wants to take over the outer rim, but to at least patrol and protect it. What book was that again? You said I'm not, I don't want to say it's Bloodline. Bloodline was great, by the way. Blood, yeah, the, the no, no. It's I'm sorry. It's not Bloodline. The Aftermath trilogy. Aftermath books. Some of the pieces in Aftermath weren't were after Jedi. Right after Jedi. They, yeah, they were like they were a year after, a few months to a year after Jedi. Yeah, it ended with the Battle of Jakku. Yes, which was right. a year after Jedi, which was when the Empire formally uh, surrendered. Gotcha. Yeah, so to speak. But I, it was some. It was. It might have been another book. Now that I think about it, and I can't. I forgot that I I, I read. Bloodline. That's Claudia Gray as well, wasn't it? Bloodline and Bloodline. Lost Stars. Was. Lost Stars, Claudia oh, yeah, Gray. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, that was great. I, I love correct. her. Yeah. All right. So, well, thanks. So, yeah, for man. that email, man. That was a great email. Yeah, so everybody loved it. Great episode. Well done, Carl Weathers. Well, one thing that I said, I believe, on Kessel Run was that it's amazing that Lucasfilm is giving the opportunity to these first-time directors, if it is Carl Weathers' first time, just like Bryce Dallas Howard. They're really kicking ass with the stuff that they're given. Uh, kudos to John Favreau and Dave Filoni and Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, and all of them for giving them the opportunity to do this because it's uh, just awesome. Speaking of Kathleen Kennedy, uh, John Boyega, and I can't remember where he said this, but he, uh, I, he I have it. Let me have it. Boyega's comments to Deadline. There you go. To Deadline. Well, because he, he mentions that he they put him on a call with Kathleen Kennedy, which dude, could you imagine how great that would be to be so important that you're like, call this person for me and let me know when you have them. And then I'll see if I'm available. Good Lord. Uh, It's it's like me trying to talk to my kids, but he talked about how he got to have an honest, straightforward dialogue with her. And I do suspect that this is just more information in a retelling of something he's already told us. Mm-hmm. Just he specifically mentions her as opposed to them. But right. but yeah, I mean to talk to her about, hey, here's my here's my experience. And so it's good to know. And of course, then I good night, man. I forgot that it, this led to I see some clickbait article that it looks like <laughs> Lucasfilm is or Disney is trying to save Kathleen Kennedy's job and oh, all these things. But but it's good to know that they're putting some, like, listening to what he has to say. And maybe maybe things would play out differently the next time. Yeah, he. this is his quote. So I got a phone call from Kathleen Kennedy, and she verbally showed support. And we got to have a really nice, transparent, honest conversation that is beneficial to both of us. So, very cool. So, yeah. Good, good, good for both good. of them. Good, good. Very cool, man. Check us out. I will uh, be on, and I think Les also will be on Kessel Run Transmissions this Friday to break it down. King Tom, yes. you're going to be on Steel's Roundtable. So that's great. Yep. So check, try to check us out on all those different platforms. And we're going to break down. We're going to stay up midnight and we're going to do a reaction video. And then in the morning, we're going to do a breakdown of the a quick breakdown of the episode. So reaction and breakdown will be coming out on YouTube. So please subscribe. And um, push that thumbs up. And for that person that does a thumbs down, we really appreciate that. You're being very consistent. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, King Tom. All right. So that was all our Star Wars stuff. Thank you, Mr. Struthers, for guiding us through that galaxy of craziness of Mandalorian. Last week, we talked about the band Live and Weezer. 
We had a nice little music minute that we haven't had for a while. I went on this whole live wormhole as, as, as and I listened to all kinds of stuff. I listened back in the day. Still love them. Still great. I listened to Mental Jewelry. I listened to Throwing Copper. Went on YouTube, looked up some stuff. King Tom has an update If you, for all you live fans out there. Go ahead. Well, actually, actually, I have two updates. Okay. First, I mentioned Rivers Cuomo of Weezer website Mm -hmm. put out like 500 demos. Uh, Now he is selling them in packs, and I believe it's upwards of 50 hours of- Holy mackerel. And some of these are just like him at a piano or a, a guitar singing into a recorder. Others are fully formed songs. And some of these are among, they would have been among Weezer's best songs if- they did them, wow. uh, but you could also hear the evolution of some of their albums. And I just wanted to work in that update, but no, I, yeah. I was talking with my wife uh, about us talking about live last week. And she was very upset because Uh-oh. she's told me what happened to live several times. And I totally oh. forgot. Oh, what? So she, she wanted to make sure that I updated the world on okay. what happened to live after the late nineties, because they had the, Massive the, album. Yeah, that, that massive album that came out in 94. Throwing Copper. Throwing Copper. Uh, after that, I think they came out with Secret Somdi, which had Turned My Head and Not Much Else, and then they kind mm-hmm. of, sort of disappeared. Well, according mm-hmm. to my wife, it was a, a two, two reasons. First, Ed Kowalczyk, the lead singer, he wanted to do not particularly Christian or religious music, but spiritual music. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like in the vein of Secret Somni, while the rest of the band just wanted to rock out. <clears throat> so there was a bit of a creative difference. But Yikes. then, eventually, the rest of the band found out that Ed Kowalczyk had a secret side agreement with the record company for royalties. Oh. So they threw him out of the band. Ed. Yeah. Did he keep the contract, though? Uh, I think it got turned into one of those, like, you can be your own thing. and Right. It wasn't as successful. The band hired a new vocalist. And I, I guess some of their stuff was okay, but it it, it was missing that live magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few years ago, I think New Year's Day 2017, they were offered a pretty decent gig at, at some New Year's Day bash, and they reunited oh. for that. So that that brought them back together. And then I don't I don't know if they've come out with any new albums, but they've been on a few tours. Well, Ed toured as Live in between <laughs> yes. that one instead of yeah. Live. <laughs> Is that without an E or an umlaut over the I? No umlaut. Okay, just <laughs> it's the first time okay. we use umlaut in this podcast. Yeah, though. really. Wow. <laughs> Didn't expect that to happen. You're welcome. That That's very interesting. That's, I had no idea. Those huh. shifty lead singers, man. I mean, that's just, that's just how it goes. That's par for the course, I think. Well, I was thinking to myself, bands that have survived with a complete change of their lead singer, there's a few, I was about few and to far say, between. Yeah, very few and far between. I, I can name you a couple that have been huge. ACDC is um, one of them, right? ACDC is probably the, one of them. Van Halen. That's right. Van Hagar was huge after he took over. Sammy Hagar yeah, took but over. It, they really took off when Gary Sharone joined. <laughs> that was so bad. Is there other bands? Or can you think of other bands that have taken off after their lead singer is completely either passed away or they just kicked them out? Well, I, I don't know about taking off. I, I guess Queen has survived. Well, Queen has survived with Lambert. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but that's not. 
but that's they, not but, taking off like no. ACDC Mm-mm. fucking well, revitalized. Well, because yeah. he, the, the thing is with Lambert, he just, he, I don't think they've made new music. They haven't. Him. No. So I'm talking about like making new music uh, and then still being as big or bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most bands don't No, they, It's just kind of fizzles. Yeah. It's one thing to, it's one thing to move the bass player out and bring another. Yeah. Bass that's what I'm in. saying. Lead singer. But it's lead, something it's else tough. to, you know, wreck a front man or have right. a front man wreck everything with their ego. And then well, just mm-hmm. go from there and bounce back. It's well, tough, t- man. Alice in Chains. Okay. Now, obviously, they weren't as big as they were, but that's not necessarily because they replaced a singer. That's just an entire genre of music that was sort of right. on the way out. Mm-hmm. They've done remarkably well with a new lead singer. Interesting. You said that. Less than I have seen him. He was fantastic. He was great. He had like Man. a Lenny Kravitz kind of yes. He had Lenny like, Kravitz leather the, the jacket shawl kind of on stick, yeah. and like the yeah. scarf, and he was dope. But yeah, it was just a little. It was a and little different. It's hard different. to replace Lane. Yeah. Lane was he was unbelievable, man. It's funny you bring you brought the brought up uh, Alice in Chains there because when they opened with was the song Them Bones, mm-hmm. he he ripped that first like. Ah! Like, oh yeah, oh, he, yeah. yeah. Well, was, that's just his coming was, out saying, "Hey, I can do this." Yeah, it yeah, was like, yeah, "Holy cool. shit, dude!" Because yeah. that was one of the first shows we saw with him. That was one of the first shows they played with think, the new yeah, guy, it was right? Three or, or four? Yeah, three or four in. Yeah. Oh. And here's the thing with Alice, Jerry Cantrell was always in the background. Speaking of, of we talked about this earlier about guitarists that that can sing. He has sung multiple Alice in Chains songs, and some people don't even know it's that him it's, that's singing. This right, song. right. Yeah, that's true. Well, and the thing is with Alice in Chains, their unique style of like background vocals is a lot of times that what you perceive to be the melody is really mm-hmm. the background vocal at that point. And he's a great singer. Yeah, when yes. he had his his uh, solo thing, yeah, he's really good. Really, I, good. I saw them live, and so it did was I. Fantastic. I saw him open up for Ozzy, and I saw him open up for Metallica. Maybe, yeah, yeah. He toured with Metallica multiple times. Man, I just had somebody in mind. Oh, um, Steel Dragon. They really did well when they replaced their lead singer. Their lead singer had quit. They kicked him out of the band, actually, because they found out he was um, homosexual. And at the period of time this was. And so they right. got the, the they got the guy from the underwear ads the, that sang Good Vibrations. He he was uh, he was in there. Oh, for the dude, he was from the Funky Bunch. And uh, and then the lead singer got back in there. No, this is I a plot of the movie Rockstar, for God's sake. Get oh, on board. I, I was yeah. going to say Steel Dragon. What the fuck? At, at first. <laughs> I was like, how do I not know who Steel Dragon is right now? God dang it. I've seen Rockstar I, I had an image flash in my head of Rock of Ages <laughs> at first. Dude. Yeah, Rock of of the Tom Cruise one, Rock of Ages. Yeah. I'm like, is that Rock of Ages? Yeah. And then I'm thinking, and then now you're right. Mark Wahlberg, you yeah. said the Funky Bunch. I was yeah. going to say, wait a minute, Eric. What are you talking about? Yeah, Rockstar funky bunch. was, like, was an incredible movie, man. Jennifer Aniston's in that, isn't she? she yes, is. she is. Yes, she she's, is. she's, yeah. But that is a great film. And the band that they had in that, Zach Wilde's in there. Mm-hmm. And they and, took uh, that storyline, Eric, from Priest. Very loosely based on the story of Judas Priest. Judas Priest the yeah. lead singer was taken from a Judas Priest right. tribute band. Right. Uh, the Ripper Owens, who is from Ohio, I believe. But w- he was kind of pissed 
about the comparisons because one thing he did not do was decide that he wanted to do his own music and leave the band because they wouldn't get on board with his songwriting ideas. Mm. He was keenly aware what he was there to do, and that was imitate Rob Halford, and that was what he was happy to do. Got it. But but anyway, no, that was... (laughs) Yes, that was a whole rock star. Sabbath, Sabbath changed to Ronnie James Dio. They, yeah. Actually, Sabbath changed multiple times. And yeah. it held, they weren't as big, but uh, they had a couple of big albums. Mob Rules was huge. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the Ronnie James Dio fronted Sabbath albums are considered among like the Sabbath fans to right. be a the best. huge yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. A very huge deal. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's a good wow, example. That was a wormhole we went down a rabbit yeah. hole, huh? All right, man. That was awesome. Thanks, King Tom. You just yeah. Uh, thanks for the live update, dude. That's, yeah, I'll 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 pass that on to my wife. Yeah, tell Queen, tell the Queen that we really appreciate yeah. her her putting that information out to her subjects. Boo, do you have a Thanksgiving now, Boo? Oh, do I? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, do I? Am I thankful? King Tom is so thankful for this. Uh, yeah, he's drinking oh, yeah. straight vodka right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he just took a swig or something. Yeah, numb the pain. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Boo. Give us Thanksgiving gobble gobble nabo. Okay. So this is uh although Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, it really isn't that much to Thanksgiving. It's just food and family and in America. Uh football. In America. Football. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. Watch <laughs> the Cowboys lose. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. And and napping. Yeah, there's, there's a nap involved on Thanksgiving, so. Trip the fan. There you go. I'll give you my best shot as far as the Naboo Thanksgiving theme. Christmas has more shit, but. Fire yeah. away. Yes. So statement number one. The president. Wait, 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 wait. Are these, uh, is one of these wrong and the others are right? Or are we guessing which ones you think are wrong or which ones you've made thank, up? Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, what, what are the rules here? One I is wrong. One of these are wrong. <clears throat> one of these is wrong. Okay, usually that means all of and them. And it's are all right. Thanksgiving based answers. No. All Thanksgiving based. All right, yes. here we go. Get here your go. get your turkey hats on. Okay. Yes. Get the giblets going. Yes. Yeah, I right. hate that word, giblet. Gib- oh, giblet? Yeah, it's like fuzzy for me. <laughs> giblets is the worst. Okay. So statement number one. The president pardoning a turkey has been a yearly tradition tradition since the nineteen forties. John Candy's mustache in planes, trains, and automobiles is fake. Oh, uh, statement number three, President Abe Lincoln proclaimed Thanksgiving a national holiday in 1837. I'm pretty sure I forgot to write that down. But yeah, Abe Lincoln time. OK, I'm going to take a hack at this. I don't think that the turkey pardons um, were done in the 40s. I think it started very recently. Bonus points. If we, you have to, the, we have I, to stop. I, 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 the Naboo. I will say that George, we have to stop the Naboo. Wait a minute. No, no, no. But, but we have well, to stop the Naboo because you need to figure out the actual time that Abe Lincoln was president and actually declared. <laughs> I'll give it to you right now. I'll holiday. give it to you right now. You, no, no, you look, said look, 1837. I'll, I'll give it to you right now. Yeah, I, if I, I'm, I'm not mistaken, I don't even think he had like, that means he had like 12 terms. Am I wrong here? Or or like something. three terms? Like oh, wait, seven wait, hold terms? On. No, no, I was, I was almost right. 1863. Okay. I, I was off by four okay. years. My there bad. we go. Now we can go all in. Go right ahead. Okay, Rock. there you Sorry. go. Yeah. I'll give you bonus points if you can name the two turkeys that were pardoned this year. Oh, uh, it's come corn on. and cob. Come nice. I, I watch my news, dude. There you and go. I think it started. Oh, that's news, huh? <laughs> yeah. The fucking turkey. Hey. Hey. There's nothing else going on in the world. Yeah, thank God. Well, yeah. Um, well, I don't know about that. But yeah. I, George W. 
I think started this pardon thing. I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay. Uh, that's my opinion. What do you guys think? Or is it well, Georgia? I'm going to say Georgia. the one that was wrong was probably Lincoln hmm. declaring it a national holiday. Okay. King Tom. I want to say the John Candy thing. Mm. The John Candy one is wrong, but at the same time, for some reason, I want to say the first president to pardon a turkey was Reagan. Oh, so I'm going with that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. By the way, it's George H. I'm in my head, not W. I I see. I thought Reagan was the first turkey partner too. Mm. Mm. I. Then again, we were kids, guys. We were kids when Reagan was was president. So that may be the other thing. We may just remember that as kids. That's yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go with one. That's and I'm going going with number one. one. And so is Eric. Mm -hmm. Let's go with number three. Boo, lay it on us. Uh, John Candy's mustache is real. Oh, fucking shit balls. But I'll give you guys, I'll who, give you guys who? a little bit of a break. So uh, the uh, turkey part, the turkey part for the first like 30 years, there was a guy who ran like a turkey farm and he would gift a turkey to the White House, to the president, essentially. Right. And they would feel bad for killing it. They mm. never did. So they would just kind of be like, oh, it's okay. So it didn't become an official pardon, mm-hmm. like the word pardon, stuff like that, till uh, till Reagan. He's the one actually called, said, I'm going to pardon this but turkey. But that's wait, the wait, first that answer, time it was done. They didn't kill the fucking turkey. It doesn't matter. You asked about the official pardon. Jesus you didn't Christ. talk about if there was a side deal. I just looked it up right here. The first president on record issuing a pardon to his turkey was Ronald Reagan. I know. That's what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then I'm right on both. You were right on both. And I was right. Oh. I was wrong on the president, but I was right on the part. Yeah. You were wrong on the president, yeah. But he was still right. He it was, was right. Than, he was right. You, you, you explained it. You was the and vice I know president. you realized this when you explained it, it came of out of George your mouth. H. Of course. You're like, was oh, the vice shit. President. I got to keep it a Nabu. It's got to annoy you, you guys somehow. And, and, but boo, and, and thank you for being I don't you, care. man. Thank you for being I boo. I don't care. And thank I you for care. stepping up, dude. I like that. Yeah, you're right. Shit. You be gotta, you. You make it a Nabu. I gotta fucking. I gotta stick this fucking this this so, turkey carver deeper and deeper into you motherfuckers every week. <laughs> so wait, Abe Lincoln truly d- did? Yeah, he, he declared it a national and, holiday. And declared it. Okay. Not not in eighteen ninety seven or whatever. 1837 1863 okay or, or okay. 63 my bad yeah so there you go thank you Abe Lincoln my favorite yes holiday. thank you Abe Lincoln thank you everyone but Nabu <laughs> Germany crickets well there's not a lot of pop culture stuff do you have some fuzzy bits at oh, all? oh I got plenty of bits oh lord yeah, let's hold on but before we do your fuzzy they're, bits they're covered in turkey feathers <laughs> let's talk a little real quick about comic book TV movie news WandaVision is coming out very soon. I think it's in January. And Kevin Fiche was speaking to Empire. And they said that the it's going to be kind of like The Office, like Parks and Rec. The characters are going to look into the camera and talk to the audience. They're going to do uh, that kind of style, which is pretty cool, pretty interesting. It looks like there's a Black Panther update. I know we talked a couple weeks ago of like, what the hell are they going to do? Victoria Alonso is a Marvel exec was uh, speaking to a Spanish outlet called Clarín. And this is what she had to say when they asked her, what are your plans? And have you guys considered uh, moving forward? No, there's only one Chadwick and he's not with us. Our king, unfortunately, has died in real life. 
not just in fiction. And we are taking a little bit of time to see how we return to history and what we do to honor this chapter of what happened to us that was so unexpected, so painful, so terrible. Because Chadwick was not only a wonder of being human every day that we spent the last five years together, what he did elevated us as a company and has left his moment in history. We have to think carefully about what we're going to do and how and think about how we are going to honor the franchise. So uh, I guess they have not even sat down to really push this forward just yet. But they have said that they're looking for production to begin July 2021. I saw that. that. So somebody's having a conversation about something Something, involving Black Panther. Yeah. I there's been you know we've talked about this before with the rumors of are they get a it looks like they made it pretty damn clear no CGI mm-hmm. no uh, Paul Walker no Leia you know things going mm-hmm. on and people are just assuming it's a pretty mm-hmm. strong assumption a rumor that uh, Shiri is going to take a more dominant role as far as being Black Panther it only makes sense it don't well as far as Wakandan law I think at a sudden moment. Somebody has to take control yeah. and she's the next in line. Yeah, that makes I'm sense. I'm not sure if she would still have to do the um the that, battle. The battle, the, the 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 fight thing, you know, on on the on the waterfall plateau thing. If somebody challenges her. Yeah, which I well, I don't know. I think somebody would, but who knows. But uh, yeah, but I, as of that moment, you know, what is it T'Challa dies, she assumes control. Right. She has, you know, somebody they, has to. They would also have to answer the whole thing about the heart-shaped herb because didn't Killmonger burn all of it? Yeah. Yes. Which, which I, th- I think would almost work because she would have to use technology and think even harder to be a proper Black Panther. Mm-hmm. She can't be the well, physical specimen. If I'm not mistaken, she does utilize the herb as a Black Panther, but her te- her level of intellect makes it a little... She has all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. So... I, yeah. It can happen. Has uh, this if, happened? If we're gonna... King Tom and Les, has this happened in the comic books? Well, Shuri's been Black Panther before. Shuri yeah. has mm-hmm. been Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. precedent. Full on, full oh, on. Yeah, that's no rad. Okay. One of, I think, a couple of years ago. They okay. Wrote that. so, that's interesting. And it was her own title, and it was called Shuri Black Panther, if I'm not mistaken. Very cool. Uh, but she has been, she's had the mantle before. So well, that it's makes not sense an issue. Yeah. Um, if you want to go the route of explaining the heart-shaped herb, if I'm not mistaken, she's the one who recovered one, or did Okoye? One of the characters recovered one. Okoye. Ends up recovering, or or Nakia. uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character does. She does. Now, who's to say she didn't keep, maybe there's a seed to plant to grow the herb again, or maybe Shuri's... They it up pretty fast. I don't know Or maybe Shuri is smart enough to recreate Mm-hmm. DNA, some of the vibranium and maybe yeah. recreate a, a, a test, you know, a synthetic version of the of the uh, potion. See, see, that's uh, that's the thing, though, is she does need to have a connection to the um, uh, the Panther God and stuff like that. Baskin, she has to have that that vision. It would kind of be shitty if she didn't, you know, to see T'Challa, to see her father. But I would almost dig it if she couldn't or or she she couldn't get the herb and she could she has to she has to do so much more intellectually and emotionally in order to fulfill the role of being black panther to show that i can keep wakanda safe i can lead us 
you know, into the future and that. So I, I would, if, if she was able to create a synthetic herb or something like that, or still have, or you maybe even think that somebody from the other tribes may have some too. What yeah. Something like, like we've that. kept some ourselves. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Yeah. For uh, the dark times. Yeah. Because somebody's yeah. surely going to bring that up. If you, you're right about explaining that somebody's for sure going to bring up, we you're don't not, have any more of the it. herb. We don't yeah. have any more of the herb for the true, only a black Panther. Mm-hmm. For him, to, for them to truly be one, they have to be able. Yeah, it's to been that way for centuries. Yeah, to the dead, the realm of the dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would think she'd be smart enough to create some type of synthetic thing, or you know, maybe even create a clone of the actual plant and go yeah. from mm-hmm. there. Or you could easily just write it and say the River Tribe had some leftover. Yeah, and here you go. But either way, she's gonna have to struggle being the Black Panther. Oh, she's yeah. gonna be questioned and. She's going to be challenged. Um, so I could understand the level, but if they are going forward with this, hopefully it is Shuri. I don't see why they shouldn't do that. I don't see why they shouldn't just have a coalition of the uh, Dora Milaje and Nakia and Shuri going around kicking a whole bunch of ass. I'm okay with that. That'd be rad. Yeah, like a fucking, uh, what is it? A uh, Wakandan uh, hit squad. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> just just in, 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 in vogue with spears and brass knuckles beating everybody oh. down. <laughs> that's rad how about we just throw in vogue destiny's child Woo! just say look oh let's just go there Free you go mind. <laughs> that's awesome well yeah that's a little bit of comic book stuff uh boo give us some boo bits all right so we briefly talked about the office uh in reference before mm-hmm. but now we're actually talking the actual office uh it will officially leave netflix on december 31st I saw that so get so your get, get your, your fix in on. now. Yeah. I believe it's going to Peacock. Yeah, I think it's Peacock, going to Peacock. Uh, primarily. Um, so you know, I wonder if Parks and Rec is is, is uh, following. Most likely, most likely. You know, that's it's kind of the. I better finish that shit. Yeah, the domino <laughs> effect of up, oh, up, nope, up. Nope, next one, next one. Whatever right, property right. they own. Speaking of that, uh, Daredevil. Daredevil is uh, the the um, you know how they weren't allowed to. Netflix had the mm-hmm. thing on it. The, yeah, November. This they had the month. hold on it, right? Yeah, this it's month. This is, month. Yeah, it's and there's going to be a a movement on Twitter, a hashtag to to bring back Daredevil to Disney and to Disney Plus. Ooh, it's coming up this weekend, I believe, or something. So very cool, dude. Parks and Rec has been gone from Netflix for a bit. It has. Yeah, for a <laughs> no wonder Raj months, hasn't man. finished it yet. Fuck. <laughs> Really? Yeah. God damn it. Where where is it at now? Do you know? The cock. Is it, it's on uh, the cock. Yep. God damn it. All right. Really poor choice of of a marketing ploy there. The cock? <laughs> no, just peacock in general. You're going to have to get on the cock, man. Yeah, exactly. Not the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh. it 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 left. It's it sucks, dude. We That's because shitty. it was like our go-to thing. Mm-hmm. And we watched it every day. And so now we've been on community while it's still on. I don't know when they're going to lose that. But uh fuck the community fuck. is I think it's owned by Sony, not NBC. So that uh. might stick around a while. It, I think they also have season 6, the Yahoo season. Yes. Mm, yeah, do, so yeah. that and that was done outside of NBC. Ah. Uh. Uh, yeah, yeah. We better finish West Wing. Shit, that was NBC. Damn it. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot of uh, a lot of takebacks. Yeah. Uh, so um, 
speaking of streaming and things like that, uh, Godzilla versus King Kong will likely go straight to HBO Max. Wow, HBO Max coming big, right? Yeah, uh, no exactly plans on when or where. This is from THR. Uh, interestingly enough, Netflix made an offer of 200 million, uh, which Warner Media blocked to prepare to, uh, an offer for HBO Max. So it only makes sense that Warner Brothers is going to work with the who they're partnered with as yeah. of right now. Right. So yeah, so yeah, so that's that was an interesting thing I saw. Um, uh, this is also from THR. Mark Ruffalo will play Ryan Reynolds' dad in the Adam Project for Netflix. The sci-fi uh, film follows Ryan uh, Reynolds traveling back in time to help his dad, his uh, his dad when he's thirteen. Oh, that's little okay. Back, yeah. to, back to the future. Yeah, uh, this is from Deadline. Uh, Black Widow is not being considered for a Disney Plus release. Oh, as of right now, we've huh, heard that is. before. We've heard them stay, you know, real fucking solid on things, and then change at the last minute when they're like fuck i'm still so surprised wonder woman 84 is going to come out streaming well the reason that the, the, i'll talk about this later the reason is because they're afraid of the movie going stale people kind of just forgetting about it because it's been months it's supposed to be out for months already and I know, and i said 1980 fucking four like like it's wonder woman it's like a staple and i know that's lame. Yeah. Yeah, so, but here's what happens with stuff like that you if something's supposed to come out on a certain day right and then it can't because of whatever reason. You swiftly realize that you've lived without it just fine. Mm -hmm. And that's what ends up happening. And because I can't tell you how many things that once I've put off watching something that is out, I'm like, man, I, I'm good. It's I would love to go back and find time to do this, but everybody's already seen it and I haven't. Mm. And I'm, that's just how it's going to be. And unfortunately, that's just how things end up. It's the same way people stop calling their friends or whatever. Yeah. You realize it's been six months and you're like, well, another six months ain't going to hurt. Yeah. It's like, well, and here's what else happens too. It's like, well, it's been six months and right now I have 15 minutes to give them a call, but I really don't want to shortchange them because it's been six months since I talked to them. So I'll <laughs> wait until I've got five hours to put aside to do it. Same way with how I practice guitar. Uh, but the it's difference been two years what are you gonna do but the difference in this is that nobody else will be able to see it it's not like it's not like oh everybody saw it already they talked about it they got excited over it. it's done right 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 but i'm just saying what happens though is you realize you've gone this long and you yeah. every you're just fine with it but it's gal gadot eric no i i understand that too man but the, you but you you ended up in this cycle where it's like it's been this long and i haven't seen it so when it does come out I'll just wait it out until it's on a streaming service I'm already subbed to. Gotcha. And, 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 but, you know, the, the other fact of this is that it seems rather short-sighted to think, oh, we're not, we're going to wait, we're going to wait. When recent news has said that hopefully, hopefully that, you know, uh, most of the population of at least the United States has a vaccine by March, April, May of next year. Mm. So you're going to wait a whole another, what, almost six months yeah. of just sitting on your thumbs hoping. And then when that happens, how big of a, of a, you know, rush is there going to be to the theaters? I don't think that much. I think you need to make as much money as you can now right, and kind of right. just save whatever bottom line you can. Yeah, you can't predict. Yeah, you can't predict what's going to happen. And then a lot of these, these movie theater companies might not even exist. By the time that hits, so True you ever that. seen I Am Legend? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, the world could fucking end. Yeah, so yeah, it's true. 
Get, get so, as much money as you can as quick as you can. That was it. What is it? It don't say no to money when you're trying to make more money because you're gonna end up with no money. There you go. That's wow. There's a quote for you guys. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. This is from Deadline. Dan Trach Trachtenberg. Trachtenberg. I think so. Thank you. Is set to direct a new Predator film for Disney. Jeez. That's a weird sentence. Predator film for oh, Disney. That's enough. Dude. No more because the last one was fucking garbage. I'll even say it myself. Of course, it's a Disney one now. (laughs) The mouse, the House of Mouse, or the Mouse House is gonna fucking make it. (laughs) The House the Mouse built is gonna fucking do it right. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, just stop. So no, no information on that. Just that he's attached in there. Last of Us has been officially greenlit by HBO. Uh, So this is the video game. uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, what's her name? She was in uh, Gal Gadot. No, no, no. She was in that uh, that movie with uh, where she was pregnant, teenager. Ellen oh, Page. Uh, Juno. Ellen Page. Ellen Page. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So where where <clears throat> she? Juno. 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 Where she plays the uh, the girl with um, I don't think it's her dad, but you know they play side by side and things. Oh, like Ellen that. Page is going to play the main character. No, uh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying as far as the game. No, is you concerned, said it earlier. It's um, confirmed. Oh, fuck Christ. Yeah. What, uh, what, so what, what just happened? I know. This is breaking news. Ellen yeah. Pages is going to be the main character no, of Last of Us. That would be awesome. Reported but no. by Boo. No, no, no. She, she provides her voice. That's it. But the actual information, this is fact here. Uh, Craig uh, Mazin and Neil Druckmann will write the series. Very cool. Yeah. And then something else from Disney. Deadpool 3 is expected to be rated R. I think this is kind of an assumption that people had, but a fear that they might not do it. They are going to make it ready at all. And uh, King Tom sent us a message that it looks like Ryan Reynolds is going to help write it. Wasn't right? it? Was wasn't you, me. Tom? And I thought they the writers were two women who had worked on Bob's Burgers. Uh, yeah, Bob's the, Burgers. Mo- the Molyneux sisters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that wasn't you, King Tom. No, it wasn't me. Strike that then. Strike that. <laughs> Remove it. Strike it from the record. Is that all your boo bits? That's all my fuzzy bits. Lastly, did you hear that Chappelle called up Netflix and said, get my show off your fucking network? No, no, no. First, he said, get my show off your network. They said, uh, no, his agent was like, you can't do anything about it. He had a a quick special and it was like, nobody watched this damn thing. Black Hollywood was like, do not watch it on Netflix. And then Netflix finally pulled it. He said the only way that he was going to be able to get it boycotted is to have the fans step up for him. Right. And they did. Yeah. So there's that. I have my own bit. There it is. We're going to end this podcast with a voice. They're not fuzzy. No, no they're well, very they're, manscaped. They're, they're By the excited. way, I haven't told you guys, we oh, got no. a sponsorship opportunity for the Sith list from a manscaping company. Now they're not going to give us any money, but they are going to give us product. If we agree to run their ad. Do I have to shave my balls on camera? Please well, I, do the so. The only reason we got the sponsorship is because I showed them a picture of your chest. <laughs> Please and do they want so, to see so if these things are I will, worth I will not shave my chest Arash, or my beard and, and everything I'll use else. Whole line. It's a Done. great Christmas gift. Come on, let's do this. Yeah, I'm I haven't talked to you guys about it, but they sent me an email. Yeah. Let's and do they, it. They, they said they'll give us the product and then after we test it out and after a month or two, they'll decide and we'll decide if we want to continue the relationship. Sure. From there. I get, there it's better be enough shit. to go around. There's, That's it. All I five of we us. had nine hosts. So. Yeah, say nine hosts and two two per. Yeah. Well, they're gonna. I'm looking for a new ball trimmer. Yeah, let's get this going. They're, they're gonna give us five razors just on the picture I sent of Boo. They said they're <laughs> gonna need that, so we're we're covered, Eric. We're covered. <laughs>
Uh, we're going to end this podcast with th- more dick talk. <laughs> no dick talk. But yeah, maybe they heard the episode. <laughs> the Wim sent us a voicemail and let's end it with The Wim. With some positivity. Yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, first off, I just wanted to say, fuck you guys for dissing on the counting crows nobody mentioned them in six years i'll refer to my tweet from november 1st where john bookgrass from espn listed his top four songs from counting crows album this desert life where it had been released 21 years ago on that day where i replied my favorite was amy at the atmosphere and he replied that was his number five so fuck you guys all right counting crows man Truth be told on this, a few years back, I went to see Counting Crows because they were co-headlining with the Goo Goo Dolls. And being from upstate New York, we love the Goo Goo Dolls because they're one of us. And King Tom was right. They were absolutely horrible. I totally left after like 30 minutes. The the wife and I couldn't take it anymore. (laughs) The recorded music (laughs) is fantastic, but that live stuff is just something they can't stick to. I hope everybody had a chance to see the Lego holiday special. It was It was really fun. I was on a Zoom meeting at work, and I mentioned that I can't remember why I walked into a room sometimes, but I remember B. Arthur singing in the cantina from a show I saw once when I was seven. I also have this small thing about, you know, The Mandalorian that I thought was hysterical. Back when Bo-Katan basically calls him out for being in a cult, and he totally is. He's like, oh, he's one of those. And she throws it back in his face. It was my favorite part. It's like he's basically in Heaven's Gate, and he totally drank the fucking Kool-Aid, right? (laughs) I want to praise Eric also about how this show works for us hardcore fans and us casual fans, too. And my wife and I can watch this. And she doesn't know any of this backstory, and she can enjoy it as much as I do. But I can give you a little insight to how I watch this with her. About 10 minutes in, I'll pause it. I'll explain every goddamn little detail that's in it that, you know, we love and all the characters' names from backstories and cool nerdy shit, and then unpause it. Now, I've engaged yet if she's impressed or appalled that I store this much information in my brain because... She asked me to go to the store and get five things. I'm coming back with four, and I completely forgot what the fifth one was. So I I don't know what it is. But the rest of the season, I I agree with you guys. I don't think Ashoka's coming back until the last episode. The other thing clogging my mind with reference to finding her is, you know, at this time, Luke is around still. You know, he's he's not dead yet. He's not hiding on his island yet. So they they know all about the Empire being destroyed, but not really know who's the catalyst behind it. So I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but it'd be great to see Luke somehow weave his way in ever so slightly into that story, see what happens. But and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Ready Player Two came out on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and I'm currently reading that, and since I'm not king tom i haven't finished it yet who knows when that'll happen too and yes i paid the 20 to 30 dollars to watch wonder woman 1984 to see it and at home money well spent to me so and in reference to justice league i have preloaded all my face bomb gifts in anticipation <laughs> of dipshits calling dark side a thanos ripoff gentlemen i'll leave you to that so uh fuck you guys <laughs> talk to you soon wham always comes uh, through with a great great voicemail I got a really weird thing about the whim. The other day, you know how you could see tweets or tweet threads if you follow both people? Yeah. So the other day, 
the whim is talking on Twitter with a very good friend of mine about hockey. Nice. And I'm like, how the f-? And it, it's actually the guy <laughs> who gave me the nickname King Tom. Oh, shit. And somehow he and the whim have been following each other. For, they know each other from hockey circles. Wow. And they've been following each other from years and it, for years. And it's just like, like it's like George Costanza world's colliding type thing. I'm jealous that Les and I aren't in that hockey I circle. Think, I There's think so much hockey point, stuff that we're not a part of that, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. They were talking about jerseys and the whim tagged you guys. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, commented on that. The old school Mighty Duck jersey. There you go. Yeah. Okay, good. I feel better about this. Yeah. You don't feel, you don't feel cheated. Yeah, I don't feel like left out here. <laughs> yeah. uh, whim, thank you, buddy. And fuck yourself, too. Fuck I, you. uh yeah, go fuck you. And happy the, holidays. The, the one thing about, you know, he was there for 30 minutes of the Counting Crows. They hadn't even started a song yet. Mm. <laughs> right, right, right. I felt like I was listening to Counting Crows while we were listening to The Whim. Um, this long-ass voicemail. But it's okay, Whim. We love you and keep uh, sending him. <laughs> King Tom's dying, by the way, laughing, Whim. I just want to throw that out there. But no, all kidding aside, Whim, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are going to end it there. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I just want to say that I'm very thankful for the health of my family, the little the little one that's out there now, Malik, my wife, all my my brother-in-law here that's sitting next to me. And then all of you guys here that I get to hang out with on Wednesdays and 2020 has been nuts, but there's one consistent thing that has been positive in this year and that's coming on Wednesday nights and seeing your guys's beautiful faces and being able to hang out with you guys so thankful for you guys and yeah just wanted to say that I'm glad somebody feels that way you see how quiet it got after I said that and Everybody. nobody wanted to respond like yeah I, nobody feels the same Yikes. okay I get it Mr. Eric Strothers where can people find you chowing down on some gobble gobble Buddy, I some, am gib- gonna, some giblets, Eric. <laughs> I'm gonna wade into Thanksgiving dinner like it's nobody's business. But, but yeah, you know what, man? Check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, and also follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers because, man, do I have things to say about things. It's a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> very passionate about those things, Mister Tom Chanskin, King of All Pods, creator of the podcast Alliance. Where can people find you? You can find me having ribs. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tom Chansky and for, on Patreon shows for Steel Wars, The Bed Motivators, and Blue Harvest. How are those ribs being prepared? I uh, put a rub on them overnight, and then I grill them for about 30 minutes aside. How long do you rub them out for? <laughs> rub them out for as long as it takes. There you mm. go. Oh, boy. It's you. low and oh, slow, dude. Thorough. Oh, Thorough. If it's been a long time since you've made ribs, does it does it does it get done faster? <laughs> <laughs> wow! And oh, you, you, hey, there's a lot more cleanup. I'm if done, you if I'm you done. know that you're gonna like make some nice ribs for your wife later, do you make some for yourself earlier in the day just to make sure the ones you make for your wife that it that it you know where I'm going with this? It's, this is not the some. There's something about Mary. Do you, when you're cooking, sit on your hand for 15 minutes and make it go numb before you cook just because you're so used okay, to Okay, okay. Just to rub the meat here? so it feels like somebody else is. Yeah. Somebody else is cooking for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, no. Mr. Gonzalez, speaking of rubbing stuff out, where can people find you? Well, hopefully not in a private moment like that. Jeez. Uh, nah, you can find me on Twitter if you want to at lessismore78. 
And you can also find him on the Kessel Run Transmissions Roundtable for Mando episodes. Yes. Talking a lot of Star Wars for these next few weeks. Talking a lot of Mando. Talking a lot of Mando. Mr. Carlos Buarguer, where can people find your giblets? Uh, you can find my giblets on Twitter at the Sith List. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> I fucking hate that word. It is a gross oh, word. It is. It is gross. When they're shaved, they do look like uh, Did yeah. you hear that? Manscaping company? Mm-hmm. I forgot what they're called. Hopefully they're not listening. Wow. That's helpful. There goes that contract. Balls deep, I think they're called. I hope not. <laughs> oh, you can find me at the Sith List. Man, we need to stop. Where's I think I think I think that talk? sponsorship was a uh, was a bit different. I don't think it's I think it's like shaving videos, maybe not actually shaving products. <laughs> uh, you can find me at the Sith List again. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Gobble gobble, and we'll see you next week on episode number two twenty six of the Sith List.
You guys didn't think I was going to leave here without giving you some Thanksgiving dad jokes, did you? You ready? Here we go. What kind of car does a pilgrim drive? A Plymouth. How does a turkey drink her wine? With a goblet, of course. And lastly, why did the cranberries turn red? Because they saw the turkey dressing. Oh my. Well, there you go. There is a new tradition on the Sith list. Thanksgiving dad jokes. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.